it boils down to, are you receiving the value? And the value measured in a number of different ways. At the highest level, measured as cost savings, cash liberation, service improvement. But in practical terms, could you anticipate that you would execute more quickly and increase the velocity on a transaction? Is it more perfect in terms of fewer errors or issues? And maybe you're liberating time. Hopefully you're allowing your resources to have more fulfilling roles and deliver a higher level of service. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Welcome. I'm Gary Baker, Global Communications Director for the Hackett Group, and thanks for joining us for another edition of our Business Acceleration Podcast. Today, we're featuring our newly launched Market Intelligence Service, which evaluates and ranks software and service providers, quantifying their ability to deliver actual business value. I'm joined by the Hackett Group Principal, Michael Jansen, and Global IP Practice Leader, Anthony Snowball. Welcome, Michael, and welcome, Anthony. Thank you, Gary. Pleasure to be here. Hello, everybody. Um, Anthony, uh, to get us started, just can you talk to us a little bit about the Hackett Group and, and how we've historically helped large companies with their transformation efforts and how that will evolve moving forward? You bet, Gary. I'd be happy to. Hackett has accumulated an incredibly powerful point of view using a fact basis on what performance leadership looks like. And then we help companies chart the course on how to get there. And so the information that we provide is very much an outside-in perspective with the benchmarks, knowledge of digital world-class, the playbooks that are available. So it's all based on facts and data and models of what works. So it's really that outside-in point of view, Gary. Anthony, maybe you could build a little bit on on your your outside-in concept. Uh, I certainly love the idea of of having the answers to the test before you walk in the door. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about the types of information companies want to get their hands on to inform their decisions and, and their investments? You bet. I mean, I think the most common information clients want to know is, you know, how do my financials compare? So benchmarking information. They also want to know how do I execute? So they're very interested in how their defined services and processes look compared to others. But at the end of the day, what they're really trying to achieve is, Am I responsibly invested and am I getting the returns that I would expect? And as they make big decisions, they want to know where I'm spending significant dollars. Am I going to get essentially what I anticipate from that spend in the form of value? So are they getting with software companies potentially game-changing capabilities? Uh, Will they see a return for what they're investing? Or is this another business case that collects dust? They also really want to know they're going to outsource. These outsourcing partners that are out there, are they, are they going to select thought leadership partners? Are they simply going to select an efficiency partner? So it's when they're, they're, they're making big ticket investments, they deeply value fact-based point of view on what they should anticipate in the way of returns for large-scale significant investments that they're about to make. And executives truly don't want to invest their careers without a firm understanding of what capability they're going to receive for a massive investment, and will that investment create value for the company and also ultimately uh, in yielding a return for the executive themselves? Michael, we're talking here about market intelligence. Uh, tell us what we mean when we say that. 
Well, it's just what it says. I mean, it's really looking at the marketplace and gathering intelligence about what's outside the four walls of your organization. So fundamentally understanding what is available out there in the marketplace and the experiences that others of your peers or other organizations like yourselves are seeing from the results of those those interactions. And it's interesting, Michael, you mentioned that because what comes up often is, you know, clients are, are asking us in our interactions through either our support and helping them transform, our advisory business members are inquiring, but, you know, as they're making large scale ERP or outsourcing decisions, they're really truly trying to understand what value those providers offer as they're going to boards and senior leadership and proposing multi-million dollar investments. It's really vital that they know what others who have engaged those same providers before them have realized in the way of benefits and improvement. And equally, I think from a solution provider perspective, they are looking for ways in which to emphasize and share the impact that they've had on their customer organizations so that they can capture the attention of senior executives. So it's a a two-way benefit case, both for what I would characterize as the solution providers to share information, to be evaluated, to advertise their strengths and to learn about themselves. And then ultimately, it is equally important to those who will eventually contract with these software and service providers to know the return that they can expect and feel confident about significant decisions and investments that will be made. Yeah, Anthony, you mentioned uh, playbooks, the importance of having a playbook, understanding the data out there. And that's what we're really all about here. We want to have that data and the market intelligence for both buyer and seller in these equations to understand what's expected in the marketplace, what's the demand side look like, and then also what's the supply side look like. So don't go into these things blind. We have that information. We catalog that in terms of metrics. And there's also the, uh, the hard metrics and then also the softer side of the qualitative information that supports those important decisions. So Michael, how is the market intelligence service that we've launched different from the benchmarking, the advisory and transformation work that we've been doing for, for decades now? Yeah, so Gary, we're focused on the, on the solution providers and we look at solution providers in a, in a broad context, both software and services. So that's as, as Anthony mentioned earlier, what we're thinking about this in terms of how we see the marketplace, we see through the functional and process uh, lens. So we want to understand the next generation finance, what's going on in HR that's going to be necessary as you, as you think about organizations down the road and, and operating a, a world-class organization. So we speak the native language. We understand those metrics to, that, that make that up. Some of our competition out there views it through a technology-only lens. We view it through a, both the technology lens, but more importantly, what does the outcome of that implementation do for you? And so if it's a services are they getting you the business benefit or the, the, the process benefit that you need to have to run your business? We build that around deep database metrics. So again, the, go back to our, to our legacy heritage of, of a metric orientation. Uh, it's, not, it's not somebody's opinion based on a demo. It's we want to see real hard data in that conversation. And we gather that both from the, the, both the end users as well as the solution providers out there. And then at the end of the day, it's not about just being big. Too many of the evaluation tools out there are kind of about big vision, big capability. And by definition, you almost always get the same players in the upper right. And what we want to do now is we want to understand, understand certainly understand capability in the context of geographic range or geographic capabilities and industry capabilities. 
And that's important. But we also want to understand the, the results and how they're impacting the end client. And so that's one of the, some of the things that's really differentiating what we're doing here is focusing on that value realization aspect of the conversation. You know, are the solution providers driving that impact that the business is looking for? Anthony, how do we measure the impact that solution providers can have? Well, Gary, it's a, it's a good question. And I, Michael alluded to it in his response a moment ago that Hackett has a heritage uh, over almost three decades of evaluating client performance, so individual companies. And really what we were focused on was the output performance for those companies. Where are they today and where could they be based on a digital world-class reference point? What we also were gathering, unbeknownst to ourselves at the time, was this incredible performance information about company execution, but also what tools were they using and what partners had they leveraged? So from a software perspective, what technologies did they employ and how were those helping to accelerate their performance? Or what service providers were they engaged with that was helping them either manage their cost base or introduce greater scale than they would have on their own? So it's really the power of this performance information that we possess. And it's an ability then to use this performance information, not only in the process of engaging and collecting information from the solution providers, but also just from studying our clients and all this incredible data that we have. And it it boils down to, are you receiving the value and the value measured in a number of different ways? I mean, at the highest level, measured as cost savings, cash um, liberation, service improvement, you know, those are the big three. But in practical terms, you know, if, if you were to make large-scale investments, could you anticipate that you would execute more quickly and increase the velocity on a transaction? Is it more perfect in terms of fewer errors or issues? And maybe as an organization, as you you know compound that impact, hopefully you're liberating time and therefore you're allowing your uh, resources to have more fulfilling roles inside the organization and deliver a higher level of service. So these returns are are being evaluated through our heritage as a firm and the data we possess or interactions with the solution providers. But it's really not just about efficiency and cost. It's really important that we think about this as automation impact, insight, experience, and, and value generation, and allowing people to focus on more value additive services as opposed to transactional in nature. This really boils down to one phrase. It's it's using the information and, and the unique permission that Hackett has to assess value. It's value or benefit realization that these investments will generate. And it's an ability to, through a fact basis and empirical evidence, calculate uh, that value. Michael, uh, give us some examples of, of what kind of conclusions our analyses will come to and, and, and how clients and service providers can use the insights. So, Gary, I think, you know, we're just launching our results of our C2C study. When I look at the results, I'm extremely thrilled with what we're seeing. We're seeing across the board an average on the modern platform versus Hackett databases, a 43% improvement. And that improvement is across a range of C2C metrics that like automation, some of the performance times, bad debt things that C2C folks really care about. And when I start start talking about a 43% improvement against our legacy uh, databases, that's significant. But it goes beyond just the hard metrics. It also goes into the experience layer, the analytic layer, the overall context of 
what that function does for the organization. So their their job in the C2C organization is to collect the cash as it comes into the organization. So they have to t- assume a certain level of risk. So they always want to mitigate that. They have to assume a certain level of accuracy. They want to mitigate or improve that. And they have to do it in a certain time frame. So they always want to be improving that. And there's always going to be disputes that have to manage, be managed through, and they want to, to minimize those whenever possible. And again, all those things, we're seeing tremendous improvement and uh, benefit from these new modern platforms. So ultimately, when we sit down with the finance organization, we're going to be able to say which of those solution providers are having an impact at bringing the, the best results to the industry. That's what we're focused on right now. Anthony, Michael talked a little bit about uh, C2C. Um, where else will the market intelligence uh, service concentrate first? Uh, software, services, what What are you looking at? Well, Gary, it's interesting. We're, we've been thinking about that for a long time. Where, where should we focus our market intelligence insights? And it, it really is, is predicated on two things. One is where are companies spending an inordinate amount of money? Where are they challenged in their performance? And, and where can Hackett have the biggest impact? And then second to that would be, where does Hackett have permission to provide guidance and advice? And so we've really laid out a roadmap of where we're going to focus. And Michael hit on on customer to cash. We also want to stay focused on really the transactional areas to start and then fan out uh, more broadly after that. So it'll be customer to cash initially, uh, then it will be purchase to pay uh, and the software providers within purchase to pay. Next, we're going to turn our attention outside the software realm, and we want to examine really an outsourcing and service provider segment. And in that, we'll be looking at finance and accounting more broadly, what we call FAO. Between really those transactional processes and FAO, and and next, we would turn into really more of the GBS shared service world as well. So that gives us transactional execution, the GBS organization or shared services, and then also more broadly, finance and accounting outsourcing providers. So that would be the lineup that we would attack and that we're rolling uh, through. And then as we move into next year, I mean, we're talking about another 10 or so different segments that we would be addressing. So the beat continues and the march continues as we work our way into 2023 and building out really a point of view across uh, numerous segments, software and service oriented. Anthony, you mentioned the services side. So that's a that's an area that I have a legacy experience myself. I think back through the almost four decades of, of my participation in this segment, I think about how we've evolved from a conversation largely focusing on labor arbitrage. In many areas you're familiar in the FAO marketplace that we, we used low-cost locations like India, sometimes the Philippines, and now uh, Eastern Europe could be tremendous opportunities to reduce cost structures. But we're moving beyond that. And I think that's where our methodology is going to be a real help here is to help understand, is your solution provider providing primarily labor arbitrage? Or are they actually trying to bring the benefits of what we're seeing? And I talk about modern platforms and other tools to drive improvement in the finance function or the HR function, whichever you're, whatever you're looking at. Are they able to do that? Or are they still stuck kind of in that? Cheaper is, uh, is the way to go. We'll have that dialogue in this segment over the next few months and years as we go through here and, and see who's made the who's made the evolution. It's been surprising as we've kind of started the process now in the FAO space, some of the folks that you would have expected to kind of move away from butts and seats and into a higher value proposition haven't done so. And some of those that you might not have expected have actually moved further than we originally thought about. We'll see how those results come out in, as, as, we, as we go into uh, Q1, but I'm anticipating a little bit of controversy 
I'm also anticipating some interesting insights that say, hey, have we really done everything in this industry we need to do to drive that bigger value proposition for both buyer and seller in this conversation? Michael, you talked about this a little bit, but what else can you tell us about how this will evolve and, and what's coming up next, uh, you know, over the coming year, couple of years? Yeah, so we're going to kind of keep the balance, as, as Anthony was alluding, between the software and the solution providers. As we look at it, we'll, we'll weave our way through the functional views and, and then the areas of, that are hot as well. So we want to look at where the, there's investments being made on, on the solution provider side. And then also where the technologies are changing. And then uh, obviously where we have customer or buy side interest. So where, where are they seeing opportunities to improve their organizations? And so we'll weave a very careful trail through that those criteria and uh, see where it takes us. Great stuff, guys. Uh, thank you both for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you, Gary. I got to tell you, we're just really excited about where this is going, providing our solution providers an opportunity to advertise their ability to deliver value to clients and, and have a platform to do that. And for our clients to be able to learn about the solution providers and the impact they can deliver. So we're excited to have this forum and appreciate your efforts to host it. Yeah. And Gary, I'm excited about this. I mean, as we're seeing the first results roll out here, the hypothesis was that these platforms would drive tremendous value. And we're absolutely seeing that. And while it is take, it takes a bit of a re-education of uh, how the results get manifested in terms of what the analysis we're pulling together. If you say there's a little pain in, in the gain that we're going to get as an industry, and we're looking for a paradigm changing conversation with both, again, both the end user or the buyer, as well as all the various solution provider constituents. Uh, more information on our uh, market intelligence service is available on our website, www.thehackitgroup.com. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackitgroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode or send us an email at podcast at thehackitgroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackitgroup.com.